welcome back to the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jamie Nugabowers. I am extremely happy to have on the line the uh, assistant coach slash uh, spring camp guru slash knows everything about Alberta minor hockey. It's uh, Brett Pilkington. Brett, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Uh, Brett, I, you know, I kind of want to go like down the the road of your career uh your hot your playing career as well and and also coaching but uh um you know you played um you know midget in uh, calgary where you're from and uh obviously what a what a factory obviously calgary uh you know hockey has been over the years Uh, what was it kind of like uh you know growing up playing hockey uh you know in such a factory like that well you know it's like all the cities in canada hockey's the main sport and uh and in Calgary, it's no different. But uh, growing up in Southwest Calgary, there is a rich tradition with the Calgary Royals, and uh, being able to come through the Calgary Royals program and having the opportunity to play uh, Midget AAA there for two years was uh, an achievement for for myself. And uh, having the opportunity to represent uh, uh, the Pacific Region at the Telus Cup was also another achievement that was amazing for myself. Yeah, definitely very cool. And obviously, people around Notre Dame know. Uh, you know, kind of a little bit what the Telus Cup is all about, how hard it is to get there, how hard it is to win it and whatnot. And then, um, you know, obviously, you know, after uh, a short junior career, you went on to, to Bowling Green State University, NCAA uh, Division One hockey uh, between uh, 02 and, and 06. And, uh, you know, obviously for, you know, for those that don't know out there, uh, you know, where is Bowling Green? What kind of university is it? And uh, what kind of sold you on it? Yeah, for, so for me, it's... Uh... It's an Ohio State uh, college there, and uh, it's about uh, an hour and 15 minutes from Detroit, uh, Windsor area, so it's uh, fairly close to Canada, and uh, it has a rich history. Uh, they won the national championship in uh, 84 and had numerous NHL players go through there, like the likes of Dave Ellett, uh, Gino Cavallini, Nelson Emerson, Rob Blake, uh, Kevin Bieksa now. Uh, Jordan Sigalette, the goalie that played a few games in the NHL. So there's a rich tradition there of putting players on to the next level, whether it's the NHL, Europe, or Mining Pro in North America. Yeah, for sure. And what was it? Uh, what was it like playing there uh, at BG? Uh, what was the fan uh, fan culture kind of like? Well, the, the culture at BG is like no other there. Um, you know, there's. Uh, uh, while I was there between 02 and 06, we had quite a dominant football team too. So uh, sports on campus in general were pretty uh, pretty nutty, one might say. And uh, every home game was an interesting process for sure. Yeah, I, one thing I remember going to a couple games at BG was uh, when the other team was the uh, rosters were announced. They uh, hold up a, they hold up newspapers or something like that. Is that is that correct? The yeah, so yeah, so they're announcing the starting lineup for the visiting team. They uh, they hold the newspapers up and say who who's he, nobody. Yeah. And then after they're done their whole roster, they launch the newspapers on the ice or in the fans or in the stands. There, so it's it's pretty good tradition they got going on there. Yeah, it was really really funny. A couple of times, I definitely started laughing uh, when I saw it, and I'm sure I'm sure even if you're on the other team, uh, you can't help but kind of chuckle. At, uh, at that kind of thing so it was pretty cool and uh, it was a great great fan section obviously the the classic uh you know with the the, the band going and and everything too while the game's going on classic uh, you know you college hockey there that's pretty cool um yeah, for sure. what, what kind of uh player were you 
Uh, I like to think myself as a, more of a pass-first uh, offensive centerman, for sure. Um, honestly, if I could add goals, I would, but uh, I thought it was more of a playmaker-style hockey player. Yeah, for sure, except for that one goal that I found uh, in that video. Uh, I guess you were playing in uh, Quad City. Is that is that where you were at the time when that goal was scored? Because that was a pretty sweet one. Yeah, that was uh, that was my rookie year in pro. Uh, you know, can't can't lie. Bounced around a couple teams before I found my home there in Quad City, playing for uh, Brian Kern, former NHL uh, player and uh, former coach in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. And uh, yeah, I was lucky enough that year to to be able to play under some veterans that had numerous games at the pro level, and uh, they showed me the ropes and taught me the way to do it. And I got lucky there in that video for sure. Yeah. So you know, just kind of going down your you know elite prospects page, it seems like. And, you know, it's it seems like it's the case for a lot of guys that go through minor hockey, uh, minor pro, I should say, that, I um, mean, obviously we think, you know, we watch the NHL and the glitz and the glamour uh, and whatnot, but also the, the story of guys who, um, you know, are long bus trips and, and trying to make a, make, a, make a scratch, make a living, uh, you know, I guess what was it like, uh, you know, bouncing around, you know, kind of up to the AHL a couple times, you know, down, back down to the coast, the CHL, you know, all just... Uh, kind of, you know, living uh, contract to contract kind of year after year, not exactly knowing where you're going to kind of end up. Uh, you know, how, how tough was that for you, or were you able to kind of just roll with it? Yeah, to be, to be honest, Jamie, that was the time of my life there. Uh, you know, uh, playing the game you love, the passion you have for it, and uh, making money to do it, uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, uh, at, at the same time, there's a business side to it as well, and, and that's uh, at those minor pro levels, that's where you – can sometimes be bounced around because players are being sent down from the NHL team and the trickle down effect continues to, you know, from the AHL to the East coast hockey league. So, um, you know, that's why you might see, you know, similar to myself and other people, they bounce or other players, they bounce around a little bit trying to find their home. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a grind out there, but it's the time of your life, uh, playing the game you love for money. So, yeah, for sure. And obviously, you know, places for those that don't know out there, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Quad City, Mississippi, you know, uh, Elmira, Trenton, New Jersey, Bakersfield, California, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Wichita, like all these uh, really interesting uh, sort of spots. Do you kind of have a favorite uh, from, from out of those? Yeah, for sure. My, my favorite uh, by far was uh, in Bakersfield, California. It was uh, an hour and a half to the beach and... Uh, um, it being in California where the sun's out every day, it, it's always a good day there. So, uh, and you get 9,000 fans in Bakersfield there at night, whether it's a week weekday game or a weekend game. So it's a, it's a hockey place and, uh, you know, it was a good group of player guys there as well. Yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, great rank. So that helps a lot. Yeah. So cool. Sorry for, sorry for, uh, the, the accidental interruption there. Um, for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely very cool. Uh, did you, I guess, you know, it, it had kind of been going there, uh, you know, with, with the success that the Anaheim Ducks uh, were kind of having uh, at the same time and whatever, but could you kind of see that hockey was getting a little bit more popular in California? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, when I was down there, about uh, 08, I believe, 08, 09 there, um, hockey had, you know, has had already taken off and, uh, you were starting to see more rinks pop up, uh, you know, so now it wasn't just one rink in this community. It was more the two, three level. And, uh, you know, that year we were doing more community involvement where it involves skating and, uh, 
around the game of hockey, whereas, uh, you know, years before hockey took off down there, you, you wouldn't have seen any of that. So it was quite interesting to see uh, hockey from the grass, the ground up happening in California there. Yeah, and of course, for those that don't know, Bakersfield, I think they have an AHL team now, is that correct? Yeah, they're affiliated with the Edmonton Oilers, so it's their AHL teams in Bakersfield. Yeah, pretty pretty cool for sure. And you know, obviously the the this kind of happens to everybody, and I hope it's not a painful memory. Yeah, but um, you know, again, there's always a time for everybody, and no matter how good you are, from Wayne Gretzky, you know, on that, uh, you kind of have to say, hey, like I, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I guess what was that that moment like, or were those moments like, uh, you know, in in the o nine ten season when you're like, you know, I, I think I need to move on uh, from the game. How, you know, what was that like? How tough was that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was a real tough decision for myself. But uh, at the time, I was myself and my wife traveling. You know, we were in Bakersfield the year before, and that was good. And, and then we set out in September to start another season, and uh, you know, played a couple games, and my passion started to leak there. And that's kind of when you know the game is the game is kind of coming to an end as a player for you. Um, you, you try a few more, you know, a couple more months trying to get through it because you're collecting a paycheck. But uh, when you start uh, feeling the days when you got to go to the gym even tougher and showing up for practice, uh, you got to start looking at other avenues to make a living because the, the, you just lost your passion for the game. So, um, you know, when it happens, obviously it's a sad day for everyone, but, uh, you know, you, you hope you can find that passion somewhere else in life. And, uh, um, I thought I had it in the real world, but then I uh, realized uh, about four years back there that I need, I still love the game of hockey and I still had a ton of passion uh, for the game. So I uh, jumped right back in it uh, on the coaching side. What did you, uh, what did you do, uh, I guess, between, uh, you know, retiring as a player and uh, getting into uh, to coaching? Uh, well, um, well, the first day I came back, uh, you know, we, I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, we went over to my uh, in-laws' place, uh, my wife's parents' place, and uh, had dinner. And uh, her dad was a sales guy, and uh, he sat me down. He said, "If you want to make a living for your family, uh, and the type of person you are, I think I think this is what you do." And uh, he pushed me into copier sales. So um, the next day, I put out some resumes. I received a job within two weeks with a company called Icon, which turned turned into Rico. And I got got my uh, work boots on and was knocking on about 250 doors a, a week wow. trying to sell photocopiers and uh, uh, copies per print. And so um, I, I did that uh, for eight months, got uh, top-notch sales training. And uh, it was funny, I was at uh, one of my roommates from college's uh, weddings after eight months being at Rico, and he was, uh, his uncle was the CEO of a uh, international security company dealing with uh, access control and cctv and uh he offered me a job in alberta on the spot so <laughs> i jumped i jumped quickly and from that point on i did about uh eight years in uh access control cctv security sales and uh worked my way up that chart from uh sales associate to business development manager to uh sales manager for canada so uh, again, I started at the ground there and worked my way back up that uh, that ladder. Yeah, definitely cool. What What do you feel like? Uh, you, you know, you you learned from that time that you uh, that you take into uh, take into coaching. Uh, for me, what I what I learned from that process is that uh, um, you got to have a hard shell. Uh, not everyone's going to agree with what you you put out there, and not everyone's um, 
going to buy what you have, but uh, um, it's about adapting to the situation and making the best out of what you're you're given. Yeah, for sure. And then you, you know you're in that uh, sales for security, uh, you know, program, and you, and then you end up with uh, you know midget AAA hockey uh, in Calgary, which is you know a pretty a pretty good jump. Obviously, you know you're coming from pro hockey, D1 hockey, so you, you had that hockey background. But uh, you know, was was coaching something you you are always interested in, a and b? Uh, kind of how did you end up uh, with the, the gigs that you got uh, in Alberta? Uh, so for me, like I always knew you know, having a family that I was going to be on the coaching side just because of the levels I played at. So um, I figured, you know, that uh, I would start my process of getting my certificates uh, when my son was young here, and uh, that was my goal. And then uh, one day there, three, four years ago, I got a call that there was a vacant spot for the Calgary Buffaloes Major AAA team, and uh, I jumped at it uh, with the support of my wife and kids, and uh, I went in there and... uh, Year one was a big learning curve because uh, at times you still feel like you're you're in the game as a player and you have to switch your mentality to be a coach and a teacher of the game and uh, not being able to answer the bell, one might say, uh, as you can when you're a player. So um, year two with the same club there, Kelly Buffaloes, was more relaxed and uh, on the teaching side of things. For sure. Fair enough. Cool. Well, then, uh, you know, just two more questions here, Brad, and I really appreciate your time. This is uh, this has been awesome. You, you're doing this is awesome. Uh, you know, you, you uh, take a take a jump, I guess you can say, from uh, Okotoks, uh, where you were, to uh, you know, to this job. I guess you saw the opening. Uh, what kind of moved you to, to applying, and what was the application process kind of like for you to to decide to to move your your whole family from uh, you know, really a big uh, sort of a big center and and, and Alberta and, and all that to uh, to southern Saskatchewan. Yeah, so, I mean, I was looking for opportunity in the coaching realm. Obviously, you start close to home and you want to make the jump from the AAA to junior level. And uh, so you're looking close to home and, uh, you know, this opportunity jumped up and I applied for it and uh, went through the interviewing process and then got the call back uh, and... Uh, it's a funny story at that time and you know me being an alberta boy and you know don't want to get too far from home um i i I thought about it deeply and the one that pushed me over the edge was my wife she says we're going Uh, great opportunity great school there at notre dame and great opportunity to work under phil law you'll learn tons as he's got all the experience and uh yeah when she pushed me over the edge it was a no-brainer and uh, the kids uh, and myself and my wife, uh, the first two, three months here has been outstanding and uh, it's been uh, learning on my feet every day and uh, really enjoying the experience. For sure. Cool. Yeah. And obviously, again, uh, we're all we're all glad to have you enjoying having you around for sure, Brett. So there you go. Got to say that. Throw that in there. Um, all right. Then uh, last question kind of is a two-parter. One is uh, who is the best player that you uh, ever played with? I mean... I mean, like, not in just sort of like a for fun game or just some buddies skating around, but I mean in a competitive game. And two is uh, on the current Notre Dame Junior A team, which guy do you feel plays like you the most? So for me, the, the best player I played with uh, was Kevin Dex. Uh, uh, played with him for two years at Bowling Green. And uh, it wasn't so much his skill set, but it was his uh, passion, dedication, and work ethic that uh, – separates him from me and obviously you know everyone can see he had a long nhl career and uh, he, you know he wasn't the biggest guy but uh, 
He showed up to, to work every single day and gave everything he had, whether, you know, he had bumps and bruises, I'm sure, but uh, he knew what to do and how to stick around the NHL, the top league in the world for a long time. So, um, yeah, he would be a guy that uh, I'd say he was uh, the best player I played with. And uh, the second part of your question there, who's, uh, who, who plays close to me? Um, well, I wasn't, I guess I was kind of 5'10", 5'11", there, and uh, uh, being a playmaker, I, I would say potentially, uh, oh, who would that be? Maybe Jared Ham there a little bit. Uh, loved to compete and uh, loved to run the power play and, uh, you know, dish the puck out and give all the credit to others before you take it yourself. There you go. Hey, good, uh, good, good guy to uh, to be compared to. Cool. Well, those are those are all the questions I have, Brett. I really, uh, really appreciate your time, and this was great. Thanks, Brett. Yeah. Thank you.